So my goal today is to really convince you of why this market is such an opportunity so that you can come to work each day feeling like this is this is awesome. Like I'm, I'm ready to sink my teeth into this. When I was selling in a really hot market, I longed for this market. I was desperate to go back to this. Hey guys, it's Andrew Duncan here. This is the Agent Monday podcast. I've got a special treat for you today. This is a recording of a live training session I ran last week at my old real estate office where I got started, just Harcourts in Johnsonville in Wellington. The talk is all about the skills you need to succeed in this new market that we're in. And it's got specific tips and strategies. We talk about scripts to, to work through with um, both buyers and sellers. It's full of, full of gold and there's some great questions from the team as well. And if you've got any questions, please don't hesitate to get in touch. You can email me andrew at agentmonday.co.nz or visit agentmonday.com to find more content like this. When I got started in this business, I was 22 years old. It was 2007, we had a bit of a boom for a little bit, and then the market just fell off the face of the earth. Uh, we had uh, the, what they called the global financial crisis, and everything just went And it was a similar story. We had going from 20, 30 groups through every open home to maybe one or two on a good day. If you're lucky. Interest rates went from really low up to 9 to 10%. Yeah, hit double figures, didn't they? Hit double figures. People were locking in at 9% in five years. What was worse, you had people that had brought houses and they were doing like 105% financing back then. So you could get a mortgage 100% and a little extra bit on top because the market was just going up and up and it was never going to stop. And, you know, you could buy your boat or your car or whatever. And then you had these people, what they call underwater, where, you know, they, their mortgage is 500 grand but the house is only worth like 430. And as an agent, you've got to tell them that's what they're going to get. And so some very difficult parameters Different values on the houses, so slightly different when you're talking about four or five hundred grand, not, yeah. you know, not 1.2. There's still some real challenges. And it was really interesting as a young person, you know, I'd done a few sales in 2007, but not much. And then 2008 hit, and all these agents were just so, you know, just, just like didn't know what to do. You know, just dejected. Nothing they'd done before was working. Uh, and essentially, what I started to learn was that you need a very different skill set uh, from a hot market to, a, to a, a buyer's market. So in a, in a hot market, it's all about like servicing, right? You've got so many people trying to buy every house. You've got to get back to all those phone calls, all those emails. You've got to send them the documents. You've got to you know, get every, all your ducks in a row so that they can offer unconditionally you know, run around collecting dozens of offers on one house. You've got to sell the same house 10, 20, mm-hmm. 30 times over. You've got every single one of those buyers wants to have a second look through the house. They want to get their parents through. They want to get their grandparents through. They want to get everybody through the house. And so it's just kind of how can you manage that workload, right? And then it's about winning listings. You go into every listing presentation and the agent and the, sorry, the owners can play you off against the other agents and what's your commission going to be? And it's this race to the bottom of who is prepared to make their price as attractive as possible. And then it's about promoting what you do, right? So your listings are so tight that you've got to blow your own trumpet so much and say, we just got this huge price and it was 40,000% over RV and we got all these tenders and it's all about selling that kind of 
yeah, that promotion and, and showing people how how good you are at this business. Whereas contrast that to now, and in a buyer's market, you really have to get good at having critical conversations or crucial conversations. It's like eating that frog, right? Being prepared to sit down with them and, and tell them straight up that the price that they've had on the market for three weeks is not getting anywhere. What do we want to do? Suddenly it's like you find yourself having these, what feels like breakup speeches. <laughs> and it all feel like that. Mr. and Mrs. Ben, I love what you've done with the house. You know, you, you presented it so well. You're making it easy for me to come through. You, you've really done an amazing job. You know, I, I, I'd love to tell you that there was an offer coming in today, but it's just not happening. Mr. and Mrs. Bennett, you've got it on at Byron Crowe, 1.05 million. I think if that price was out there, we would have found it by now. So look, here are the options moving forward. We can take the price off, or we can adjust it, or we can go back into a deadline sale. You're just continually having that conversation again and again and again until that property sells, right? But the trick is you've got to be really able to lean into those conversations because you've got to have them constantly. Whether it's a vendor that needs to reduce their price or whether it's a buyer who's put in a shitty offer and you need to tell them that it's being turned down. Uh, you just need to keep fronting up to those to those chats. What else do you need to be good at in, a, in this kind of market? Servicing. Servicing, man. Servicing. Working those buyers too. Because the problem is it's the agent's fault. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not the vendor's fault, it's not the buyer's fault. The other thing that, that you'll start noticing happening is properties will sit on the market for a while, right? Mm-hmm. You talk about them in your caravan, and then after about eight weeks, something will have a price change. You know, one of you will have a conversation with that owner, and suddenly it's like, oh, actually, that's, that's starting to look like a bit of an attractive place. So you need to really have the the... the You've done the servicing so that you can go back to those buyers so you know who the right buyers are and go up to them and say, hey, look, this property's been on the market for a while. You might have seen it and ignored it, but now it's... In the market. Now it's in the market. Yeah. Exactly. Very tempting. Now it's in the market. And ideally, you want ways that you can broadcast that out as well. So, you know, I lost count of how many sales that we would make just by something would suddenly become price, right? We'd email it out to our database and be like, hey, it? Now this is on with a price where it was an option or it was a deadline seller or it was 200 grand higher. Now it's good to go. And you would see this kind of, not a feeding frenzy anywhere like a hot market, but you'd suddenly, people would come out of the water if you got the price to the right point. So that servicing is really critical and especially being able to have a list of people that you can go back to when something gets into the right sellable kind of zone. But also there's a real opportunity with servicing where you can stand out from the crowd, right? So in real estate, so many of your listings will, in a year, two years, three years' time, will come from people that you're servicing as a buyer right now. So if you're the person who keeps in touch with them and genuinely wants to help them and isn't trying to push them one way or the other and is recommending other properties that you see that aren't even yours just to be nice to them, then they're going to remember that service. In a hot market, no one does that because, you know, you just swamp with everybody trying to buy a house. There's no need to service anything. Everything's selling in two weeks. Whereas now you can add so much value by looking for opportunities for your buyers. Even if that's like a Ray White listing that's suddenly priced really well and you just send it out to a few of your people, not trying to 
do a conjunctional or get a commission or anything, but just literally to help. Be like, hey, I just saw this place. It's a really good plot. If that suits you, you should go and check it out. Just just adding value, like you say. Not necessarily looking for a paycheck, just trying to be nice, knowing that everything will come back around. Because what's right. common now, too, is the subject sale offer again. Yeah. yeah. Huge. Yeah, for like, sure. And what? how much opportunity is that for you guys if you get those ones signed up? And it's cool. Like, it's a good thing. It's good for Cause there are a lot people more stuck in those houses, right? That's right. Yeah. It's actually a really good thing for the general public that you have a more balanced market where people can actually offer subject to sale. Like, yeah. that's, that's what you want. Otherwise, you have people trapped in big old houses in Chittin Park rattling around, you know, with yeah. 300 square metres and no kids and just <laughs> a house that they can't really afford to maintain. And they're stuck there until they're until you have a market like this. Uh, the other really important thing you need is positivity, right? It's and having the right mindset. So my goal today is to really convince you of why this market is such an opportunity so that you can come to work each day feeling like this is this is awesome. Like I'm, I'm ready to sink my teeth into this. I know it can be really hard when you are suddenly, you know, things have been this way and then it, it's completely flipped on its head and you do need a totally different skill set. But I can tell you, as someone who's worked in both markets, when I was selling in a really hot market, I longed for this market. I was desperate to go back to this. I was saying to Chopper this morning, like, in a seller's market, you have this thing where you get 15 amazing tenders on a house. Not only have you done all the work to sell that house 15 times, but you don't even know the person. Like you no, just drop it in. Like you meet them at the no. second day with the keys. You're like, oh, you're you're the buyer. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but with this market, you get to know someone. Like, so if, if Rod's going to buy the house and it's been on the market eight weeks, then this he's the first offer I've got. I'm going to drive into town and have a coffee with him to go through his offer, and I'm going to chat to him. You know, I'm going to get to meet his partner, hear about his family, and understand what his goals and needs are. I've been on a journey with him. Yeah, and so that. When he buys that house, we've got a good relationship. When I see him in the supermarket, I know who he is. I speak to him by name, and it's it's just a more sort of fulfilling process that you that you go through, and you actually make these connections with people rather yeah. than just being yeah. kind of transactional. And the other part I, that's a bit of a mindset shift is this: this is such an opportunity because it needs agents who can talk to this in a seat, but be a little bit creative, right? Like solutions focused people in this kind of market you know you send up a view along get some photos put it on trade me yeah. and turn up at the open home with your 50 flyers because you're going to be swamped and just yeah. like you're sitting with your register just writing, writing things down and you don't even look at them because you can't even sit that's right that's right, <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 in this one you try and keep them at the open home so you can talk to them yeah. that's right <laughs> so you're not lonely yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. talk to the cat the dog exactly <laughs> And you know, you've got that house that's sitting on the market for three weeks and it's not getting enough visits and you're like, okay, how am I going to get people here? What's my strategy? What, yeah. what, what is special about this house? There's more bespoke kind of marketing. It's not just slap a tender on everything and you get to go. It's thinking a little bit more creatively about what is the, what is the real selling point of this property? What's someone going to be attracted to? What do I need to encourage the owners to change about this place to make it more attractive? You know, do we need to fix the path? Do we need to change the gardens? Or do we need to change the carpet? Or just coming up with ideas of how you're going to get them some progress. So it's fun. Like, there's more... Solutions, yeah. A bit more challenge. Yeah. It's a bit more interesting. I think the other thing that it's really important to keep in mind is that people want to deal with a positive person. And people will refer to an agent who's positive. 
So even if it's so important that you maintain a positive mindset to members of the public. Um, and this is actually quite tricky. Like, I'm a big fan of sharing. I don't think we should always sugarcoat how we feel in life. I think we should embrace... If you're having a shit day, you should be comfortable telling people that and share it. Like, don't repress it. But real estate's a tricky business because, you know, every person you meet is a kind of potential client. And it is really important to be positive. You know, if, if you walk up the road and you order your coffee and they say, oh, how's the market? You're like, oh, it's, it's pretty rubbish, actually. It's pretty tough. You know, it's really hard. Are they going to go and refer you to their, like, sister-in-law who just needs to sell a house that afternoon? Like, no. But if you walk up there and like, hey, that's unbelievable. It's crazy. <laughs> like, it's such a change, but I'm really enjoying this shift and I think there's plenty of opportunity out there. Who are they, who are they going to refer? Their family member, their mum, their everything to, like, that, that positivity is just so, so important because it will stand out in this in this kind of market so with that that last one we just touched on of creativity this is where it's a new skill set that you need to learn right because before you'd write one advert didn't really have to have much detail and the place would sell whereas now you might write four completely different adverts for one house before it before it sells or at least you probably should if it's going to be on the market for three months <laughs> what you're going to be really careful of is letting houses go stale yeah same main photo same headline same advert for months on end because some young punk will start knocking on your vendor's door <laughs> yeah <laughs> saying hey you see you've been on the market for a couple of months <laughs> yeah. how are you getting on <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, the reason I was able to launch a career in real estate, the number one prospecting method that I used would be to knock on foreign listings. Just knock on the door. Mostly rods. Yeah. Those were the days. Because <laughs> rods just a bit hardies. Uh, so people are out there, vendors are out there waiting for their problem to be solved. And if, and if they don't feel like you have a plan for how that's going to happen, they're going to look somewhere else. Because they think it's your fault. They think it's your fault. It's always the agent's fault. It's always the agent's fault. You've got, you've got to give them a solution, something they can hang on to and yeah. say, okay, I believe in what you're telling me. We've got a plan. We've yeah. got a plan. Yeah. You've got to have a plan. So creativity, when I say that, is about having a plan. Now, with real estate, what I've learned from hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of sales is that you don't know what's exactly going to work, right? So, you know, you... Um, Put it on with the price, that hasn't worked. You take the price off, suddenly you get a buyer. You don't have a price, and then suddenly you put the price on. Oh, and then you get a buyer. Like you, uh, and Chopper used to say to me, like, I'd have a property on for two months, nothing's happening. He'd be like, put it into a tender. No, I'd put it into a tender. Yeah. No, who the hell's going to buy it if it's just gone into a tender? And sure as shit, I'd listen to him because I was out of other options, and someone yeah. would turn up with an offer and buy it. So it's not so much that there's like a one-size-fits-all perfect plan. It's more just about changing things yeah. up and keeping it fresh. It doesn't really matter so much what you do as long as you do something. 100%. As long as you have a plan. As long as you can go to the vendor and don't say, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Say, hey, Rod, we've been on two months now. Uh, we've had, know your numbers, you know, we've had 17 people through. Um, we've had no offers. You've got a good house. You're doing everything right. And I'm confident we can get you sold. It's not going to be today, but we are going to get there. Look, these are the options we can look at. We can change, we can adjust the price, we can put it back into a tender, we can go to an auction. Um, 
I'd recommend we do a tender because of X, Y, Z. Like, if you're front-footing that and you've got a plan, that's all the vendor wants, right? Is, is the possibility, the hope of something happening. So you are, you are dealing in, in hope. Yeah, that's right. They feel confident with you then, don't they? That's right. And same with, like, um, photos and adverts and yeah, strategies. So you might have, like, your main photo that you pick at the house, which is the prettiest photo. But you don't know what photo is going to attract the eventual buyer. It might be the shot of the kitchen. It might be a shot of the view. It might be a shot of the outside of the house. It might be a shot of the garden. And different age groups and male, female, everybody has different tastes and different things that they're into. So just keep changing it. And really, like, every two to three weeks is about your, your guideline, right? Your property's had its current approach for three weeks and it hasn't worked... That's a, that's a surefire sign you got to change it. Coming back to those crucial conversations, something that you probably haven't had to do a lot of, because the crucial conversation you've been having is, here's these 15 tenders. Yeah, which one do you want? Yeah, I'm like, woohoo. It's really, really crucial that those conversations are in person. Yeah, it's critical. This day and age, you know, you do Zoom chats and things, and that's fine, and often that, that has to be done, but it's got to, can't be email, can't be text. Don't ever text someone and or email someone and ask for a price reduction. <laughs> it's got to be a, it's got to be a, a voice to voice at least, or preferably an in person chat. And ideally, these the, the old skill of review meetings is going to need to come out right where you where you just schedule a review every two to three weeks. And on that note, the key thing: so whatever plan you present a vendor with, whatever that is, at the moment of setting that plan, you say, hey. I want to book another review meeting now for two weeks or three weeks away and we're going to sit down and review it at that point. So if the vendor said, oh, I want to put it on at BEO 895. Cool. Okay, we'll put it on at BEO 895 and we're going, to, we're going to set a meeting to catch up again in two weeks' time. Let's put it in the diary now and if that hasn't produced a buyer, then we're going to sit down and review it. Okay? So you're already setting up your price reduction meeting at the moment you set the price. Every single time. Can't let that stuff drag on for weeks. That's a, one of my biggest messages for you all. Is like whatever your strategy is, you just can't let it sit there for months on end because you're just counting down till your exclusive expires. Any questions on price reductions or creativity? Kind of that process of. I, 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 I think vendors genuinely know um, that the house isn't worth what it, what it was four or five months ago. I, I honestly believe that, and um, but they need you to give them the solution. They need you to have that hard conversation. And yes, you want eight nine five, you want nine hundred for your house. But look, I'm really sorry. It's it's, it's, it's the, the feedback we're getting at seven fifty always attributing the, the blame over to the buyers. It's not your fault. Now, what are we going to do about the sale prices? It's difficult. Give them here some options. Yeah, and you're giving them a plan, and they can. Yeah, well, the other problem is, though, that some houses we're not getting enough people through to get a market value. No. Yeah. I mean, we're getting one in four weeks. Yeah. It's hard to say, well, here's the market feedback. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Was, they used to say, um, go and see a vendor and say, um, um, and throw it back and go, I'm worried about your property. 
trying everything you can to get them to the place. We know where we've got to get to, but we can't just reject offers out of sorts. Yeah. And you're setting them up for the conversation. When you do get a low offer, that we are going to do some work at that stage. And I think we should work at it. Yeah. You know? And that's where putting motivation in your adverts is so important, right? I think it's the heading. Yeah. I, I don't believe so much in the advert. Never have. I don't think people read them. I think they read the heading and they read and they look at the photos. So I've always been a great believer in that. And what you're, when you're struggling to refresh a listing, I, I really encourage you to think about that headline really closely yeah. and what motivation you can put in. And you've got to get really good at selling that to your owners, right? Be like, hey, I want to get something happening. If we don't have anybody here, we, we can't sell your house. That's, that's for certain. So like, I want to put some motivation in the advert. The goal is not to, to make your house look cheaper or anything. It's just to get things happening. Uh, I'd rather bring in 10 low offers that we turn down than have no offers to talk about. Mm. I'd rather have yeah. offers that we can work with because I can work with them. And if we get a low offer, I'm not going to, you know, you don't have to take it, but I'd rather have something happening than, than not have anything happening at all. Because this is what I, what I believe, you know, if you think about it, so back when the market was really good, I believe people went on the market just to try the market out. Okay, let's just see how much yeah. money we can get. Woo-hoo, you know. Yeah. They're not on the market for fun now. They're on no. the market because they want to sell. It's business now. It's business. Yeah. Yeah, it's and business that's exactly what I reckon because on. now, because it's not the top dollar market at the moment. So they're on it for a reason. So you've got to find out the reason. And but when the market was flying, there was no stock on the market. Yeah, no, but the ones that were there, that were actually, then they were kind of like, we had a, initially, then it started getting more and more because people Can't saw wait. They want to try and, you know, like, you know, get the money out while they could. Now it's changed and people are, like, selling because they had to sell for a reason. So it's, it's all changed. So they just want to sell it, but they still, you know, they have to be guided to what level they can obviously get the money. Yeah, that's, that's it. Speaking to this subject, it's one of the best questions that Chopper would always blow me away with. Is quite often I'd take him to, like, those these review meetings where I was kind of stuck and, and you know, we're stalled and, he would just say, oh, there's one in Edamira. We had it on at like buyer inquiry at like six fifty or something. Some crazy price. Way too high. And Chopper sat down with the guys like, if we were sitting here with a cash unconditional offer today, oh, what would you take? take? Yeah. No, it's like, oh, like four fifty. <laughs> like, <Yeah. okay. laughs> so, yeah. so that question, like, is this subtle little wording wording yeah, things? And right. they seem simple, but they can just unlock progress where you've been stalled for months. And it's, you've got to get really good at asking those questions and just shutting up and listening. Because I think oftentimes, especially for newer agents, we walk into these conversations kind of scared and nervous and you've got to do all this, 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 without pausing to be like, how are you feeling about everything? Are you happy? You know? Hey, we're really frustrated. We're wondering why it's so. Hey, you've got a really good house. Market's pretty tough right now, but I'm confident we can we can get there. Just out of interest, if we were sitting here with an unconditional offer, cash unconditional, everything you wanted, what would that price need to be? What what would allow you to move on with your life? Those little questions are so powerful. The other thing I used to take on the end of it was, <clears throat> if you think it's worth four fifty, look, let's find a price at four fifty nine um, because then we're getting really close. Um, and if we don't get an offer from there, we were never wrong. So yes, we can love that. Go down further if we need to. Yeah. God, this is all taking refreshers. It's good. Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all good scripts. Yeah. Like, oh and, God, and the bottom line yeah. is, if you're authentic and you, you believe it, you're doing the right thing by Absolutely. the client. You're trying to give them a solution. And they go, yeah, that makes sense. You, and it's so, a, a really important tag on to that, just as what <coughs> it says with what you then, where you set the price from that information, right? Because a lot of agents would then walk out with the price at four ninety nine. 
because the vendor wants to build in some negotiating room. So again, it's a really good skill to be like, hey, look, let's price it sharply. I, you know, if that brings in people coming in much lower, then that's fine. I'll, I'll sit there and turn them down and negotiate with them. But I'd rather you had offers coming in. If we set it, if we build in too much negotiating room and set the offers too high, we might not get the people in the door. So I'd rather set the price really sharply and, and you having offers that you need to turn down than oh not having anything coming at all. Yeah, the price at home, what, uh, watch it dying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Price at home, watch it grow. That's Sorry, I've got a really unable. That's uh, cool. Can, no I, can, I, can I leave one question? Please, yeah. Answer? In this market, how, well, what should we do to, to I, I mean, accept your photos, wording, everything, because we are doing that right now. Sure. So what kind of other things we can do to increase the open home numbers? Yeah, cool. So that, that's, that's really, really things urgently for us because once the people come to see our property, so we can start have some sort of shit offer to sit down <laughs> to have a talk. At least we got something, <laughs> someone come to see the house first. Yeah. That's the only problem we currently that's suffered at the moment. So I've got a listing reference checklist, which I'll leave you all with, which is ideas on how to get more buyer inquiry happening. Brilliant. And it will seem quite, quite quite simple stuff, but it just gives you a list that every time, every two weeks, you can just go through this list and be like, okay, what can I do here? What can I do here? The other key one is, so that the idea there is to help get people in the door. Um, the other key one is chatting to people after that, that do come through and then circling back with them constantly with every visitor. Like, Rod, you came through Tim Fraser a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, you're chatting away. How's it for you? Oh, yeah, it's, it's maybe, you know, blah, blah, blah. Is there a price at which it would be attractive to you? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, we might offer 900 on it. Look, give it a go, you know. I'd hate to tell you someone else got it for, for a price that you would have paid, you know. Like, hey, I'm, I'm happy to present that for you. And I don't know if it would if get the place, but we can certainly give it a shot. Like I said, is there a price at which that property would interest you? Yes. Hey, well, let's give it a shot. Cool. Awesome. Because your job now in this market, you're going to be getting a whole lot of shitty offers and you've got to embrace Ooh. that. Yeah. You've got to embrace that because yeah. that is the key to getting progress. Like, action creates action. Yeah. You get that little offer, then you call on your buyers and tell them you've got an offer. Oh, cool. There's an offer. Like, someone wants that house. Oh, I might want it too. And it it's creates just interest, yeah. creates interest. So yeah. you've, You've got to get really good at embracing low offers and encouraging them because it's action. Yeah, yeah. and wasn't that the same thing? For, you know, with um, the when the market was really good, when people would walk into an open home, you see fifty people in the open home, and you think, "Oh my god, they all want this house! I want this house!" So then all yeah. of a sudden, it became like you would pay. They were paying top dollar over top dollar because they wanted it. So yeah. it was a whole. It was a you know the fear of yeah fear of this house. People only buying in the market. No, no, I'm not saying that. No, no, no. People only buy in hot market. Well, I'm people not. will stop buying. No, it's on the opposite. I think you should probably buy in a better market. No, right? but that's in Chinese. There oh, I see. Sentence they said that people only buy in hot market. Oh. You see, everyone's buying, so you will buy. Yeah. If everyone stop, just stop. That's oh, a human. Right. It's just, oh, just you know, yeah. that's a bit different. So that's a way yeah, to be different. But yeah. Chopper just said that's an opportunity, definitely. That's a good job. Yeah, it is, it is. I think it's actually people get, to get richer and richer after this, poorer and poorer. Yeah. Offers are social proof, right? Uh, I'll leave you, I'm pretty much done as well, so I'll let you go. One last uh, story. Do you remember that, that guy used to tell me he was in Harcourt, St. Marston? He was like number one years ago. Andrew. Andrew oh. Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. And uh, he used to tell the story about how 
you know, market was really, really rubbish. He just had this pile of shitty offers on his desk. Yeah. It was like 30 envelopes with just offers that were 50, 100 grand below what the owner wanted. And a lot of his day was just circling through those offers. Yeah. Like, might have come in two oh, weeks ago. Okay. Call them up. Hey, how are we going? You, you want to go another five, 10 grand? Give us another shot? Cool. And then call the vendor. Mr. Mr. Bender, we've still got this offer. What do you want to do with it? Can we countersign it? Can we get another go? You wear it. You know, four ninety last week. Can we go to four eighty five? Obviously, different prices back then. We're talking one point two now and things like that. But the same principle applies. So you'll likely get to the point now where you've just got a bunch of crappy offers on your desk and you've got to keep working them. And eventually, they will connect, or they'll bring about another offer, right? Because if someone calls up about that house and you buy. Like, how's it going? Oh, we do have an offer that we're working with, but it hasn't got there yet. You know, can you come and see it today? Like, how much better is that? Yeah. yeah. Then, yeah. oh, yeah, we've had nothing happening. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That isn't great to ring all the other buyers and say, hey, look, we've got a signed offer on the, you did, you did come through the other day. Do you have any interest in the property? You know, we're going into a bit. It says that you're busy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It says that you're busy. Like busy yep. people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that Andrew Jackson was selling a master at a really crappy market. But he just didn't buy into that. He just worked every office through and worked and worked and worked and kept things going and kept them alive. Yeah. Every, one of the things he used to say is that everything's a negotiation. Yeah. Um, I remember selling a car once with a, with a, with a, with a house um, because the people want to have a car. You know, it's an unusual yeah. thing to do, but it was part of the sale hey, price. The work to work. Yeah, that's right. So, so that, that got us across the line by saying, hey, would you chuck the car? And the vendor goes, yeah, well, I don't like it anyway, so, you know, we'll, we'll sell it. So, <laughs> And we talk of big money like that, a car for $10,000, whatever. It's that's not a lot of times, you're right. No, and, exactly. and, and it was a solution for that buyer, yeah. and that got that buyer to buy the property. Yeah. Um, so. That's good. Sorry. That's good. No, 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 I'm, I'm done. So I've got a, um, a kind of a guy that talks through why this is the best, made, best art market to work in, and also that listing refresh checklist, which you're welcome to. Any questions or anything before we no. wrap up? Any other uh, observations or questions? Or? Thanks, Andrew. That's really good. Yeah. It's actually really good to have a refresher about that. Thank you. I really appreciate well, that. And, uh, well. He doesn't know yet, but we'll get him back in a few weeks. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Agent Monday is an exclusive content marketing club for real estate professionals. We give you helpful, educational info to share with your audience and teach you how to use it to grow your business. To find out more, visit agentmonday.com.